You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hello, everybody. This is Jason Eagle, your Natural Health Authority with the Healing Matters podcast. And today we're talking about gout. Um, gout and is, uh, you know, grandpa feet, <laughs> grandma feet. Oh, my toe hurts. And usually it starts in a big toe and stuff like that. Um, this is something that we can stop early on. Uh, so guys like my age, I'm 51, but if you start in your 30s, cause I started have this, having this process start in my big toe, um, geez, when I was probably in my 30s. Um, and it would have been worse. And, uh, but it, I think my big toe actually is I've ruled it out that it's actually, I, I, I kicked that big toe and I damaged that one. But it's the same process in terms of what would be gout in terms of hurting a big toe or whatever. What, you know, gout is this, you know, grandpa or grandma that, you know, especially the younger people, it's like that. Oh, well, we have the lumbago or the, it's one of these weird words, which is, what does that even mean? Well, it, it means sometimes I've lived with people who had had a gout condition and I've seen it flare up overnight. I've seen, and it was, you know, the classic type of things where, you know, people have also heard the stories. It probably in school they've heard it, which is, well, what, that's the King Louis the 15th or Louis the 8th, the big fat one that would eat the chicken wings that, you know, they would, uh, or turkey legs or whatever. That's what, uh, one of the English kings. Um, big fat ate lots of rich food. So they would say this is also a very French type of disease because people that eat lots of rich, it's what they also call gout is what's called the King's disease, the King's disease. Because if you go back into like the, you know, mid century or whatever, the guys that ate those, you know, liver and, and, uh, lots of meat and, and not a lot of vegetables and didn't have. So there was the peasants that had ate this way. They had the apples and blah, blah, blah. And they made their own cheese and everything, but they ate differently. And, uh, the peasants, as opposed to if you were really, really rich, you know, back in those days, it was like, if they showed like, you know, uh, what would be like sexy photographs or sexy pictures of women, they'd say, oh, she was chubby, you know, she had nice gams on her. It's because people, you know, faced a lot of starvation and all kinds of other stuff. So, but here's the thing is there's some truth to that in terms of, yes, did you eat too much of this fried foods, too much of this stuff, and it starts to clog the arteries. And eh, that's not really true. It's a kind of different thing, but it's, it's, it's a, a basic concept. That's correct. That's right. Which is what started this process. And you can get there by using some of those same type of things, just change what you eat. And so there's a, a, what I'm going to go with is on this one is, is what is it about and how do we fix it? And there's kind of step a, which is kind of like anybody can kind of just like change what they eat. And then there's the, the deep extreme, which is you want to nip this up in the bud. You want to go back to the past and say, well, where did this really start? And what is this really, you know, gout is a systemic disease throughout uh, the body that's calls up uh, the buildup of uric acid in the joints, causing pain, swelling, and inflammation. Classically, it is thought to be due to the liver, which is the, it's, so it's a clogging up your filters, um, which secretes more uric acid. So because your body is, is in this state of ill health, that causes your liver to then produce more of uric acid than your kidneys can then take out. 
uh, which is, um, you know, with the, the diet rich foods, organ meats, and now red wine, buttery sauces, this type of stuff. That was the old way of thinking about it. And that's still true. It's still foundationally true. If those people clean themselves up, they'd, they'd get better too. But New Worldwide Research links that gout is connected to infection. And it is. All of these conditions are connected to infection. Um, not previously found in typical medical lab tests in terms of Western medicine doesn't necessarily have the good early warning signals. Like, like for it's A1C for like, you know, if you, you know, diabetes, you're pre-cancer, you can see that number. You don't really see a gout really, well, you're on your way to gout. Okay. Well, I'll tell you that it's here. Let's go back to where it really comes from. And again, it is infection. But it's also turned into this other thing that feeds infection. It becomes the self-perpetuating loop. And so it is about changing what you eat. But it's also about helping your... Because see, the thing is, is, okay, it's... Where's this excess uric acid coming from, right? Either it's one, the filters can't filter it out enough. But how did they get there in the first place? They were handling too much of it in the first place anyways. And that's what bogged them down, Okay. So let's start with kind of like just a basic. There are people that become old grandma and grandpa and they're just healthy as a clam and they don't ever have gout. And there are people that are in their 20s and 30s. Now we're starting to see younger gout, just like we never saw these heart disease type of things in, in, in kids. But now we're seeing them and, you know, in, you know, the, the fat little, little kid on the, on the block with the man boobs. They're getting, you know, those types of things. And then there's also kids that are look relatively healthy, but they have this buried, it's what they eat. They're living on like goldfish crackers and mac and cheese and crap like that. So, you know, it is what we people eat. But what there are also people that eat that type of stuff and are really healthy, actually. And, you know, so what's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. What's going on is if a person's dealing with a certain level of infection, then the body gets hijacked by this whole pirate system and then it gets deeply embedded into their nervous system in terms of now these chronic conditions, this is you're fighting yourself. It becomes an immune system type of thing. So it is related to the immune system, but it's also what it has to go through. So first let's start with kind of like a day. You know, a person on, on both sides are, is wake up in the morning and either they live for a while before something goes into the body or something goes into their body. So there's a chance to do it right or do it wrong. That's food. But then that food going in has to be chewed, has to then go into the stomach, which is then supposed to apply acid. Oh, now we found our problem. Now we found a problem, which is always track it back to the earliest, earliest instances is where it happens. And what's happened is, 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 is how did these kidneys fill up with uric acid and then the kidneys started to bog down? And then what literally happens is, is like you start, like these minerals start falling past. And it's kind of like, you know, when you were a little kid and you wore a snowsuit or you had your, your footy jammies and you pee in your jam, they go down into your feet, right? You've repeat in a snowsuit, it goes down and you're squishing around in warm, warm boots. You got to warm boots, but then they get cold. We've all had that before. That's what is happening when you see gout in pe people's feet is it starts percolating and it starts to fill up the joints and the joints then just become slogged down with this stuff. And it's literally crystals or it's a liquid, but then as it starts to, so uric acid 
is a production. It's a waste product. It's a way. That's why we call it urine because it's based upon what we're supposed to get out is uric acid because uric acid is this chemical byproduct. It is the smog. It is what's coming out of the tailpipe of the machines that are living in our body, our own living body plus their machines, which is other living life forms. I know I'm getting big here, but this is what it's all about. Okay, keep in mind, people go, infection, what are you talking about? Well, I just thought about this or remembered this. Think about it. We all say like little kids in kindergarten, like, you know, if you're a teacher for a kindergarten with little kids, you're like, you go to that Petri dish? Those kids are Petri dishes. They, they're just, you know, they show the snotty nosed kid wiping its finger. And again, they're breeding grounds for and anyone that's lived long, especially like in the South or even in Malaysia or something like that. Like little kids get all kinds of stuff. You get like pinworms, you get uh, like the, the fungal infections, you get the hand, foot, and mouth disease, you get these, you know, little snotty nose things, these crusty things that they form. You get all kind. you get scabies, you get, you know, kids with ringworm, kids with lice. I mean, if you've been a parent or a teacher, and I don't care how rich your town is, these kids get them and kids are total breeding ground. So why do you think that when you get older, that gets any better? <laughs> it doesn't. In fact, it gets worse. Like if you could see what grandma and grandpa is crawling around with, or even the 20-year-old or the 30, like you give that a number of years. And what happens is, is the system starts breaking down. So it starts early on. And again, it, I, I wrote kind of a synopsis of a play-by-play of how it starts. All of these things, and gout is one of the early warning signs, but it's a really very painful. And we got to get that stuff out of there. I have some techniques to do this, but I'm still going over. What is it? How did we get there? Infection dissolves the bone. So first of all, when we're eating foods, if we don't have enough minerals, and most Americans are not going to have enough minerals, then what happens is your immune system, if you wake up one morning and you're a little kid and you got exposed to something, your immune system is going to go, and they look healthy, and they, but you know, Growing up, having my own child, you go through times where they get, they spike a fever and then it's, then it's gone, you know, <laughs> and it comes and goes. And, and so their body has faced something in that at night when they got exposed to it and their healthy immune system is working on that. But what, if they don't get enough of the minerals, what happens is the body then starts going after the body. And what it will do is it will dissolve the bones and things like that. And even at that early stage, and then if we don't, for instance, give them enough minerals, so it starts early with salt, not having enough salt, that's a basic base mineral of how do we make hydrochloric acid in the stomach? So how do we create the force field so that the aliens don't infect us? <laughs> and the ones that we do have, the probiotics that we got from our mother, and th- those are, are protected and supported. It starts with hydrochloric acid. So if it's an acid in the foot, that's what they say, it's then that means that we lost, at, so it's the reverse. Don't I need to alkalize, Jason? So people get on this, like, I didn't need to drink that alkaline water. No. And in fact, most people who are dealing with, with gout should, st- what should they stop? The first thing, they should stop taking any calcium. Stop taking, like, for instance, a Tums with calcium. Start taking, you know, their Geritol or anything like, don't take anything with, with fortified calcium in it because you're already bogging down and calcium's another mineral. So let me go back to, again, how do these crystals get inside there? We have things inside your system. So for instance, like they say, like soda water, 
or which is named for the sodium that's in it, or let's say a fizzy water, a mineral water. It looks like water. It looks just as clear as, as regular water when you taste it. It doesn't taste like anything. Or you get to distilled water, which has no flavor because it has no minerals in it. So, but you can't tell the difference by looking at what's a mineral, uh, um, water that has no minerals or water that has lots of minerals, but you can taste the difference. Okay. So what that means is, is that insider bloodstream is the same thing is, is, is it swirling around and, um, you don't see it. But if you, like, for instance, if you put a bunch of sugar, a bunch of salt in some water, hot water, and stirred it up, and it disappeared, and then you let that set for a day, or you even put a little string, next thing you know, it would grow these crystals. And that's how you make rock candy. That's a... So what that means is, is it's hidden within inside the bloodstream. But the secret is, is... Now, here's the other thing, is if you got that salt dissolved in that water, you put the string in it, but you keep stirring it it will never grow on the string. It will never, because it has to settle down in order for it to congeal or, or, or start to then grow a crystal, okay? So it starts with the bogging down of the kidneys, then starts to slow the bloodstream down, and you don't get as much blood flow as far away from you, your heart, as you can get it. So the furthest outpost is actually the toes and that toe joint. So this is classically known as starting in the big toe, but it can also, and usually it's only one side, but it can do two sides. It can actually then creep up and go to the ankles, go to the knees. Sometimes you can have it in an elbow at the same time as you, as, as the, the toe. So it's not necessarily gravity. It's the slowing down of the blood. The blood then doesn't pump the water through or the blood as, through as fast as it was. And so it starts to slow down. And when it slows down in the joint, that's where there's the least amount of blood, of blood flow. That's where there's the calm before the storm. That's the breeding ground is inside the joints. And so if the, the, your tea, your blood becomes more instead of water, more like tea, which it has dissolved stuff, then it starts to suck into those joints. And then inside the actual joint is a perfect place if it's still enough, especially when they start to develop grout and they don't walk the same way. And then they're, they literally don't use it and they walk around like, you know, like a little hobbit. You see grandma and grandpa like this because it hurts to move the, the feet, the, the feet. Eventually you see that it all fuses together. It all melts in together and they get these, you know, bones growing. That's real, real bad process, but it's because this stuff is acid inside there. Well, the acid, like I said, when you were young, when there was a little kid, if you were to test the blood or test any juice, stick a needle in that foot, it's the same thing as grandpa foot, and you will test it on a pH meter and you'll see that it's way, way, way less acidic. It's more neutral, more basic in terms, not even alkaline. It's more neutral, the bloodstream, and that's youth, that's health. So you start off that way, and if you get so far the other way, how could you possibly get back? Because that's what's happening, is that... You, your body is literally dissolving your bones to feed the immune system, which is we need to fight these guys. And then that starts to break down and then starts to literally congeal in those filters. And then your actual pump, which is your heart, 
It, the pump may be pumping harder. And so this is also related to like heart disease and stuff like that. But see, the thing is, is that it, cause you're cinched off at the feet. And so the feet become like the swamp, but then the feet then become this, like they're super prone to infection. That's what they can say, you know, like people with gout, as well as like say the diabetes, you get, keep their feet clean because if they get like a little hangnail and there's an, they have no immune system left over there. And I've known people where that's how they got the foot cut off. Um, is because it, this process starts to get, so how do you clean it out? First of all, let's start, let's go back to that first thing of the meal, which is number one, there's water that you drink and then there's also food that you take. So let's start with water. Okay. Change your water. If you are pre-gout or before, so I, I think anybody when they're, when they start getting clogged up and you, you start, if you're honest about it, you notice it in your twenties. You can notice it. And, and so you have to do some things to start changing that. One is drinking distilled water. Distilled water needs minerals. And so it will actually grab minerals from your body. Now, how do I get it to my toe? How do I get? And then also, actually, instead of adding alkaline to the body, you should add acid. So that means make the stomach. Mm, a little bit of water there. Make the stomach acid by taking hydrochloric acid. It's not going to burn your stomach. If it does burn some people's stomach, there's a gastrovent tea that you can take, which is it will recreate the lining and stuff like that. And uh, so any, anybody can take hydrochloric acid and hydrochloric acid brings you back to the state. So if you don't secrete it, then you don't digest the food and you don't kill off stuff. And then you don't create an acidic environment that is able to actually when you eat foods that have calcium in it. It still needs, the calcium in broccoli still needs to be broken down a little bit. Even the calcium in milk needs to be broken down a little bit to turn into, instead of it a rock form, it's like a dissolved rock. And now it's able to get into the bloodstream. So we have to have acid in the stomach. Um, apple cider vinegar is another great thing that we can add more acid to the stomach. People can drink it. They also make these, ap these apple cider vinegar uh, caplets, which is like, like a dehydrated, it's a powdered apple cider vinegar, which you can get good concentration, but it doesn't burn. And it, especially at nighttime, especially taking it before you go to bed, more salt. People listen. It's, it's such a, the bastard child. It's not a bad thing. Salt is so good and it's sea salt. So a good hand harvested solar dried, you know, Celtic salt or, or, or even, you know, Mediterranean sea salt or the, the, the pink salt of the Hawaiian pink salt, not the Himalayan pink salt. There's lots of different kinds of salt, but not iodized salt, not the kosher salt, real dissolved seawater. Okay. That's the stuff that has the minerals and we can also take other minerals. So remineralization is the thing that will stop you. If you give your body's it needs it every day. The immune system is the first guy, is the Marines. They need it, the first guy. So they're going to take it out of your house, or if you can grow it for them or whatever, then give it to them, then they'll leave your house alone. Okay, so putting minerals into the system and also then repairing the acid mineral dissolver, which is in the stomach, the salt and that other stuff. Um, another thing is, is juicing. So this is where you get in related to people that's eating too rich of foods, I would say, especially a person who's like, you know, listen, give me a real program because I need to make a change. The people who are used to eating at Hardee's and, and French fries and onion rings and, you know, the whole bar food type. Of, again, you get into a rut. They know, I know I got to change. 
Juicing is great for them, which is change, eat better foods to stop that crap completely, eat better foods, but then replace, let's say, a meal with a juice and one of the best juices. So get a juicer. There's all kinds of juicers you can get out there. You can get them cheap. You can still go to even like a thrift shop and find a old Jack LaLanne juice, you know, juicer for 20 bucks. Like you can get a juicer, a juice extractor. And what you do is celery, and so all the green ones that don't have any sugar in them, celery, cabbage, lettuce, cucumber, these types of things, and just drink a big, huge glass of that maybe twice a day. Especially the celery, it's got lots of sodium and stuff like that, but it will actually dissolve stuff. And then there's also the russet potato juice. I, I have one of my videos on that, which is the hard potatoes. And you put those through the juicer, let that juice sit for about five minutes, skim the foam off the top and only drink the brown liquid. Let all the starch go to the bottom. You're extracting the starch out of the potato and drink like an eight ounce glass twice a day. People with gout, I've seen this, the celery and the, and the, um, and the, the potato juice immediately take it away. I've seen people, like I said, triggered by they ate shrimp and drank beer that night, which is, it's not that those things are bad. It's just they, they create higher, Higher parts of what's called purines as well as this other uric acid, okay? So it's the thing that produces more uric acid. Your tank is full, essentially. Your tank is full. So we have to dissolve. So all these things that I'm saying about what we eat, this stuff, is, is that the clean eating and the juicing and the HCL and stuff like that will then start to um, uh, start chipping away at it. Um as I said, eliminating definitely fried foods, eliminating a lot of just the processed crap junk and eat more whole foods. Um, there's an also a relationship to people who sit a lot, people who, um, who stand a lot, people who are in those kind of jobs that like, for instance, in the factory or something like that, or working in a, a store or whatever. Um, any surgeon, this is uh, a lot of surgeons get this type of stuff too, because they stand up, but they figure this out. So they wear, um, TED hoses or compression socks, which you can get. And you're seeing a lot of the type of athletes are wearing the compression sleeves and legs because it keeps the blood flow flowing. It helps to pump it. It helps to keep. So if you want to pump that stuff back uphill, then what you do is, is wearing, um, the uh, hose also doing what's called super elevation, meaning laying on the floor with your legs on the back of a chair, or you can even people lay on the floor, like there's a yoga one and put like a one of those stretchy band straps and tie your knees together and put your feet up against the wall and lay there for about 20 minutes and it will drain stuff out of the legs. Um, put those compression socks and then lay there like that. Um, there's also what you can do is contrast therapy, which is get two buckets, like the big fat five gallon bucket, Home Depot buckets. And in one of them, you put ice water and one of them, you put hot water, not super hot. But and what you do is you just take and put a, you know, put your bath, you know, uh, robe or whatever, something, something on to protect the floor. And then just alternate going back and forth between sticking, you know, and it goes up to about a little bit above your knees. Don't fill it all the way up. Only fill it probably a halfway, and that's enough to get your feet up past your ankles into cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, and then elevate it. And then elevate it for 10 to 20 minutes, and you will, and then put your compression socks. And so this is an early, this is when you start noticing it. And this can also help when you do have it, but I don't recommend this when you got the worst, worst cases, you want to move slower, but eventually that, and then bouncing you know, on the trampoline, those little jogging tramps that grandma and grandpa can do anyone, just stand there bouncing a little bit. You don't have to bounce off the, up into the air, just a little bit. That pumps the limp, that pumps that. And after you bounce, you do elevation. 
This is mechanics. If it's junk down there and the pump is not working good enough to get it back uphill, then just take it uphill. <laughs> it's very simple. Um, Anti-infection is the, like, you talked about infection in the beginning that started this process. If it's there, then it's even worse. As I said, little kids are petri dishes, grandma and grandpa, or, you know, the mid, uh, you know, life crisis people or whatever, who start to really feel bad and, and then start to try to change their health. Um, infection is always part of it. Infection is always part of all of these different things, but these ones in particular. It's what starts the process is what's also part of it. So what are the infectors? The infectors, and in particular, the real dissolvers, the one that are the insidious ones that cause just this low roar of you constantly tearing your body apart to feed the fight, um, is bacterial and, and yeast in particular. The sugar feeders, the things that feed off of sugars. Um, and these in particular what are known also as biofilms. So one of the, what, how did the biofilms, these things that create these homes that they live in that are like mucus, like even that hard mucus in your nose, that can get in your whole sinuses, that can get in your throat, that can get in your guts, that can get all the way throughout your whole system. And what they are is, is they're, they are these Trojan horse homes for these, these colonies of things to live in. And the reason they create these things is because they, your immune system can't get through there and your immune system can't sense them. When your immune system is patrolling along, it comes up to a biofilm that's in your guts or something like that and goes, and it sends back a signal that it's sugar. And it doesn't think that sugar is an enemy. So it goes, okay, go about your way. And what happens is, is inside things are living there. And, and it got there because the low hydrochloric acid happened in the first place. And then it even sedates that. So the answer is, is always the antidote. The, the, you know, the snake venom is always the antidote. Make it out of that. So take the sugar down and start killing the sugar feeders. And, and the big things we know is, uh, the ADP, which is, or, uh, from biotics, it's oregano, but it's oregano in a form that opens up like a, a, a depth charge deeply in your gut. And that's where you want to get at them because that's where they've kind of started and they go all the way through your whole system. So the sinus stuff too, chronic sinus stuff is really coming from the gut as well. So citrusetal is another one, which is that's grapefruit seed extract. These are just basic like Bible stuff. Like it's a garlic, uh, the allicidin, the cardio-ND. These are things that really go after the bacterial stuff, the sugar feeder things. Then we also get into the other the the mind control sugar feeders uh, or other feeders like that um those are viruses viruses hack our system and we always have them but we can sedate them we can then put a sleeper hold on them and they go to sleep they they still will be there but we can eventually get your body strong enough where you can actually kick it out but that's really super super strong so the viruses is the antiviral which is 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 just basic lysine because that really is one of the amino acids that when you have high levels of that and low levels of arginine. So that's then, again, arginine. So the high arginine foods are these foods that are actually the ones that are the high gout-forming stuff. So you see how it kind of got there because we were feeding these things that were eating us. And then our body was stripping our body apart to fight the fight. And it was eating us too. So it was, that's why it goes so fast, okay? So the, the virus stuff is there's not real good drugs on that. And, and, uh, uh, but it, again, what you feed it and what you don't feed it is really huge. Uh, olive leaf, olive leaf is one of these things. Another one of these Bible things when they find out like what's in the seed and all the different, like the Amazon, all the secret medicines are, are actually, they're all over the place. And so olive is another one. Hyssenol, which is hyssop, 
That is for mycoplasms. Um, immunocidin um, or immunoven, uh, which is a combination of these different things. Propolis even comes in. This is You can't get more natural than stuff. A plant or an herb out there or this wax that this bee makes. I have bees and this propolis is this stuff that they use to glue things together, but it's anti-infective. It literally is just why is because if you have an animal that tries to chew in it, it, it will get sick. But the sick animals also know to go to it. And when it's really sick, it will eat a hive. The bears will eat a hive. The, the, the squirrels will eat that stuff or even find. And what happens is, is the propolis is something that is an anti-infective that is able to kill this huge amount of broad spectrum of any type of thing, whether it's antiviral or viral, uh, um, anything. The bees have been around and been given the best and, and they can give that to us. Another thing that is, Another of the amino acids that I really find, which is especially when you, you're dealing with like, you know, part of it, they ate so crappy because they were so depressed. Their bodies slowed down into a slug because they were also depressed. Their depressed immune system. But it's depression too. It's hormones. So hormone. And then let me get into where this gets into where it really, the deep cleaning of where did it, where the deep knowledge come from. It came from the liver and gallbladder. But it's when those bogged down, you couldn't digest fat when the gallbladder gets all jammed up and it doesn't release the soap when you eat the foods that have the fat in it that your immune system your whole system desperately needs it can't get them and it just goes through your body and so then it says well the only alternative is is i better eat sugar and so you become sugar addicted and then that feeds these guys and then they breed and then now they trigger you to be on this anymore even more so and then they punish you when you try so when you try and get healthy with this stuff they literally twist your arm behind your back and hurt you. So, and also depression. So these are these hormones called dopamine and serotonin. And we found that viruses are, and bacteria and parasites. I'm going to get into that too. That's why the, the lunatic, that's why the, the it's, I'm going over these different uh, in, infections. Lunatic is where they got from different, when people go through the lunar phases and the full moon, People go crazy and act differently because these life forms start going on an orgy and breeding and then creating a really toxic system and also even just like brain controlling you of driving you to drink or driving you to fight or whatever so that you can feed them. So, so much of what's going on is this infection and it's the deep swamp. Um, but uh, like I said, for the emotions, uh, the amino acids, I like tyrosine for depression and this type of stuff. Tyrosine and another one called selenomethylthionine. You may have to rewind this. <laughs> but these are the amino acids, and that's the sulfur-based amino acids that help. And when you repair those, it repairs your brain. And it also sends a wave out through your system like the lysine, which is it basically like, like Neo in the Matrix is it's that thing that makes those things go, it's like an EMP. You have to think about these amino acids, which is especially with viruses and these other living life forms is you can't fight them the same way. They will fight, they change you and they're hidden within inside of you. They're moles within, but the only way you can do that is to turn off their communication system and make them go dormant. And that's what these amino acids really do. And at the same time, get you to produce your own, because they tricked you into feeling that way and having to live that way, they tricked you. That's what infection does, okay? And then we end up feeding it. So um, 
it sometimes it's so deep that you can't just stop feeding it because you know people like especially with pre-gout and this stuff they've tried to make these changes i've known these people that they've gone on really good diets they've started exercising i know people that they were they changed their diet this is one of the real sucker things about gout so i know people that were they're like, you know what? I need to leave. I can walk right. My feet feel fine. Everything like that. They never had gout. Then they started eating correctly and started exercising. And it's the running or whatever that then, oh, they injured their toe. And now they couldn't do it. And now they had to walk on crutches and stuff like that because now they couldn't even walk. And it, they, it was almost like they were punished for doing the right thing. It's true. It's, they're punished for doing the right thing. So. The long story of the process is you have to do the right things, which is it's as simple as is you're facing gravity and everything's falling downhill. Go upside down. Put your feet upside down. Get the stuff to drain out of your feet. Then undo your kidneys and undo your liver gallbladder. So the deep clean would be going through the gallbladder cleanse. There's a mini liver gallbladder flush that you do for probably about like three months if you've never done them. And then you do a master liver gallbladder flush. That's the one with like the Epsom salt and the coffee enemas. And yeah, it sounds extreme, but it is. And it will then turn the system back. If you have it, turn the system back on so that you can go back in time and essentially go, I don't want to just manage it. I want to fix this. I want to fix this where it came from. And it's never too late. Mm. It is too late for people in many cases, and all they can hope to is, is just to be able to walk better and stuff like that. But if they live long enough, you can reverse this process. And if you take it in these steps, which is, okay, boom, stop making it worse by what you're eating. Two, boom, stop making it worse by what you're drinking. Eat and drink stuff that will actually go the reverse of, like, make you squirt this stuff out. Even asparagus is really good for gout. Because, yeah, your pee smells that. Because why? It's actually getting you to release these crystals of minerals that are stuck in your kidneys. Cranberry is another good thing that helps for this in terms of getting gout out of the system. It just gets your system to purge these minerals that are stored inside there. Um, and, and then again, is like I said, this is sometimes too, it's also early prevention because I have people, like I said, which is, it really is that I have to work like this. I do have to be on my feet. And, you know, it, it's like, you know, if people that are sitting at, let's say a computer all the time and the knock is hunched over, same thing for them. Like go home and lay on a ball, go home and lay in the foam roller. Like it's as simple as just do the opposite thing, lay upside down. So if the feet are starting to fill up with this stuff. It's a sign that it's also starting to fill up in the whole body. And then it's, it's going to literally reduce your life. It's what's eating up at your bones. There's a high correlation of people with uh, gout and osteoporosis too, which is, it's the same process. It's the same thing. And then, so now we get gout feet that grandma and grandpa, it hurts to walk. And so then they walk in those big shoes and whatever. And then they, then they fall, then they don't exercise the muscles in the feet and don't exercise the leg muscles. They then start to get topply because not because they're dizzy. It's because they lose so much muscle mass in their feet or I'm sorry, in their legs and their quads and their hands. So they can't stand up and that we're going from sitting to standing. And so what happens is, is they fall over because the, but because They've drained the bones of the minerals so much, they shatter, they break, they break easily. But it's because the body, where do the bones go? It you it went to fight this process to keep them alive. And so you can reverse this process. It's it's basic logic, and I've seen it happen. I've even felt it happen in my own life. And um, especially when you really are in a 
like I, my gout, man, it's really bad. Also massage. I, you can work it out of that one toe. You can work it out of it. And it hurts sometimes to crunch it up. And sometimes it works where like it's literally crunchy. Oh man. But you can dissolve those crystals, get them to be a liquid again, and then squirt them out back up into the kidney so that they can be peed out. That's how it's got to come from the toe. It's got to go up and then peed out. <laughs> so how are you going to get it up there? How are you going to get it out of there? You have to squeeze it oftentimes. Um, and there's, there's chemical ways, there are mechanical ways. And, um, again, and even just gravity, it's right there. Go use that. So till next time, this is Jason Eagle, your natural health authority. Bye-bye.